and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, and I am joined, as always, by Luke Acri. What's up, everybody? I am feeling, I'm just going to tell you I'm feeling because I know you're going to ask me. I am feeling How's it going, Luke? super, oh. super energetic today. And I'm going to tell you why. We just came from an executive meeting where we had five items on the agenda, and we didn't even really get through one. And it was, it was pretty funny. And the guy we're going to interview today, I even told in the meeting, I was like, why are you so emotional today? <laughs> and now he's on the podcast with us. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be an amazing podcast today. Anyway, so that's how I'm feeling. I'm glad to be here, guys. You know, I have to, I've been noticing that I've been putting like a longer break between your name lately, because I don't know if you guys knew this, but we created an alter ego for Luke. And his, if, uh, if Luke ever opens a bakery, his name would be Lou Cakery. <laughs> and we actually. my name is Luke Acri for those who are listening for the first time. <laughs> Every time I introduce you now, I go Luke Acri. Like I have to split it in my mind or else I picture Luke Acri. Because we but even, you, you we even photoshopped a mustache on him and a top hat. You no, kind of we'll look put like this in baker. the show notes. You should put this in the show notes. Oh, yeah, Luke Do you guys have an Instagram for me yet? We like, do. Oh, yes. We do. Yes, you guys should follow it. I bet I you think that, has one post. that Instagram is going to become more popular than my Instagram. It's going to be crazy. Anyways. Well, today we are not talking about baking cakes, but we are going to be talking about building an exceptional customer experience with more options today than ever and more and more control being put into the buyer's hands, customers and clients have come to expect great service as a baseline. But to truly create a memorable brand and stay top of mind, you have to create an experience for your clients. And to help even us walk... Even if you are baking cakes. Even if you are <laughs> baking... Well, you could bake a cake. See how I tie that together As there? part of the experience. Luke cakery and cakes experience. Yeah, Anyways, keep going, Josh. But to help us walk us through this, we have a long overdue guest on our show. We've been trying to get this gentleman on our show since we started this podcast. He was, he's a very popular man. He keeps coming up with excuses. He yes, keeps rescheduling on us. Mike Graziola, our VP of Operations and Client Success. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm excited. I feel like I need to applause him. And Thank you. How long have you been with Reminder Media, Mike? <laughs> it was 13 years in September. 13 years ago. In the day, tell them the story about the day you showed up. So Steve hired you. So guys who you don't know, Steve's the founder of the company. But Steve hired you. And the day you showed up, what, tell them what happened. Oh, it was perfect. I uh, applied on Craigslist and I came in for an interview and he asked me a couple questions about uh, searching um, for a file on a computer. And I guess I answered him right. So he said, all right, great. We'll come back uh, next week, next Monday. So I came back. And I was sitting in the lobby and he walked in and he said, oh, can I help you? And I was like, <laughs> we talked last week, we had an interview, you, you hired me. And he said, all right, I'll, I'll come right back and grab you. And it was about another half hour until he came out and grabbed me. But uh, that was my first day. And it's I've been like, here wait, ever wait since. Wait a second, who are you? How can I, uh, you hired me. Yeah. And at one point I was the only customer service rep here. That's insane. You literally have had so many positions within Reminder Media. And a lot of times you're like Josh. So Josh, obviously you what? You were the first employee basically. Yep. Um, and so you do, even though maybe you were in you know, customer service and doing the marketing services stuff and client experience stuff, you've done everything across the board. Yeah. Uh, because when you're in a startup and in an entrepreneur you know, type mentality, you're literally, there's no job description. It's pretty much any job that needs to be done, you do it. So. Yeah. No, I love it. I love I love this organization, but I also love the customer service side of it. Meaning, it, it is probably one of the things. Not it is the thing I am most passionate about. 
is our service to our customers. It's and it's a, what we get the most popular comments on. We do actually, believe it or not, we actually get raving reviews on our uh, customer service. We call it, and you guys will hear us kind of probably interchange them, because we don't really call our customer service customer service. We're, we're saying that on this podcast. We call them marketing services, because obviously what we do is we do marketing for you guys. And so we want everybody in the organization, doesn't matter if they're a developer or actually doing customer service, we, you know, we want them to think through that lens. And so we changed the name, what has it been? Three years, four years ago? Yeah, we changed the name to, yeah, at least four years ago to be marketing services. So if you hear us say marketing services on this podcast, yeah. we're really referring well, to it, our this, account management. I mean, this goes to what we're speaking about today. Mm-hmm. You know, in order to build, so our customer service department at a baseline would be able to take incoming calls and help answer questions and get customers the resources they need to send out their marketing, Yep. right? Or help them understand what they need to send to us to get started. And the idea of changing it from a customer service department to a marketing service department with marketing advisors is really going from that, well, I'm going to answer your questions, to so I'm going to proactively help you with your marketing plan. Yep. Yes. Now, you're choosing to use American Lifestyle Magazine, Reminder Media, as part of your marketing plan, but it doesn't end there. And this is something that Mike has really uh, pioneered and something that I think we can go into a little bit more is – why take the time? Because it costs more. It costs more time. It costs more money. It costs more effort. It costs more people to provide that level of service and create that experience, and so, with unknown returns, and with unknown Un- returns, unknown returns. So, service is so hard to measure. And why did we make that leap? Yeah, it's it's harder to hire somebody who obsesses over mm-hmm. not customer service, but creating a great experience and understanding the person's business. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the business if you really want to help them, which is one of the most difficult parts. Is We want you to help them understand the product, work with the product, customize everything they can do, but also go, how are you going to use it? And shift the conversation to going, this is what you can do, but this is what you should do. And and what's interesting is I always think of customer service in my mind. Like the difference between a client experience and customer service is the difference between reactive versus like proactive. Mm -hmm. So reactive is someone has a problem and they call you and you are servicing them and helping them solve that problem. Being proactive is you know what they need and you're literally reaching out to them or doing things for them so they don't even have to think about it. And that's the difference, I think, between what what we're seeing in the 21st century today is that because, and I told you guys I was going to talk about robots on this on this <laughs> podcast, I'm really like freaking out these days of just, just the technology changes in robots because I really see how where the future's headed of all these I hate to say nominal task, but all these, you know, basic things that used to require a service professional to help you do is now, now can be automated through technology and service. Like you think of a financial advisor, you know, technology can help me invest my money today more than it ever has. And you hear of like robo advisors and you hear about these applications that you can invest in stock and all these things. And I can get unbelievable customer service in a way from that application, believe it or not. Like it's easy to use. It fulfills my request. All those things that you would think a customer service rep would do well. But at the end of the day, it doesn't give me that. It, it doesn't give me any human connection. So it's servicing me well, but it doesn't give me any human connection or any type of almost like emotional feeling. And that really, to me, is a huge difference between the experience and the actual customer service, because the experience is something that invokes emotion in me and actually gets me, I hate to say almost like emotionally connected, yeah. but gets me connected versus just servicing me. And I think this really plays into, and I'm going to talk about this on a webinar 
webinar we're going to do early next year is the difference between a vendor in a relationship. And every financial advisor, every real estate agent, every insurance agent has to start asking themselves, how do I get out of a vendor mindset? How do I get out of a mindset where I'm just the guy that is processing a transaction? If you're just the real estate agent that's looking at a contract, you will not exist in a couple of years. I promise you that. If you're just the person that's looking up deals on MLS, if you're just the advisor investing money, you won't exist. The experience is really what I call the relationship. It's how do you connect with somebody emotionally and create some type of connection that makes them have this warm and fuzzy, for lack of a better word, that wants them, one, to reciprocate. So we did a great podcast on the reciprocity effect. So it wants them to reciprocate. And then two, it obviously gets them connected to you so they keep using you. Well, the ones that are going to make it, the ones that are going to really succeed in this business in the future as more of this automation and technology takes over are the ones... And, and I'm calling myself out here because there's two different types of people usually. There's the people that are direct, right? They're, they're usually result-oriented. Like they me? Don't, they don't necessarily right. care um, about the feelings in between. I, mean, I <laughs> care a little bit about feelings. And the result – or not in saying that you don't care is, yeah, no, is kind I of the wrong you, way to you. go about it. But it's not, it's not a priority. Yep, I agree Their focus is on the results. I agree. Whereas the other ones that focus on the relations, mm-hmm. the relationships, and the relational connection to then get to the same result. They're the ones that are going to succeed because you can you can expand and scale that mm-hmm. at such a greater rate and you can become so much more invaluable because people don't do business or they don't have relationships with transactions. They have re- relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to focus on that part and to go back to the proactive versus reactive, um, I read a great book actually in preparation for this podcast that was suggested uh, by Jesse, uh, our brand content manager, she went to the Triple Play conference and yep. sat in on some of those sessions called The Fred Factor. So if you guys have a chance to check out this book, I can't remember when it was published. It's, it's been published for a while. But anyway, the story of, of Fred is Fred is a mailman who would provide ex, uh, exceptional customer experience. So most mailmen, whenever someone is going out of town, right, the person will call them and say, hey, I'm going, they'll call the post office, right? Say, I'm going out of town, can you hold my mail, right? What Fred would do was instead of holding the mail, he would say, oh, instead of saying, well, every time you have to call me because you have a busy travel schedule, this guy had a busy travel schedule. He said, give me your schedule of your traveling for the year. And then what I'll do is I will hold the mail for you during those periods so that the mail doesn't build up in the mailbox and people see that and they think that they can come rob the house. And the guy was like, well, yeah, but I'm not, you know, I don't want you to have to do that. Maybe you could just leave it on the front porch. So Fred's like, well, no, everyone knows to check the front porch. So what he started doing was proactively upon himself, he would hide a little bit of mail in the front door. He would hide a little bit of mail under the mat and he would hide a little bit of mail out by the guy's trash can. And, and he had his travel schedule. So whenever he came back, he would let him know hey, here's where all your mail is, and the guy would learn kind of the spots and everything, (laughs) and created this amazing relationship based on, and and so then this guy would go and tell speeches about about this mailman to like UPS, right? And and UPS like wouldn't let them say that that Fred was with the USPS because they're competitors, <laughs> oh, right? Wow. But it's that kind of mentality. So the the point there is it's a, it's a cute story, and he, he builds it into a whole book about how to create an experience and provide this kind of level of service to your clients. But the whole point there is always be looking on the offensive, right? Mm-hmm. You always, when you're building an experience, you always want to be looking for what are the opportunities that I can get involved with 
for uh, helping my clients achieve more than they think they can get from me. Yeah, well, it becomes not about a product. The product for Fred was just the delivering of mail. Right. It was not about a product. I'm curious to ask you, Mike, you know, of your years of working in the client experience, right? Mm -hmm. What do you see the biggest mistake that I call reps, but meaning like people are making when it comes to, you know, not implementing this Fred effect? Why do you think that we don't do that? Or why do you think, you know, what is the biggest mistake you're seeing? Because obviously you've seen hundreds upon hundreds of people come and go throughout the years. And you've had hundreds of experiences from, you know, serving little client bases to now we're serving thousands upon thousands. What's your thoughts? What I love about this organization that's different from a lot of organizations is we empower our people. So a lot of times what will happen is you'll call somewhere and they can't solve your problem the way that you want it solved. They have to go three steps above. They have to put you on hold. What I love about this organization is you talk about living a life of freedom. We try to instill that in our, our, our reps, our marketing advisor on the phone to make the best decision in that moment. Somebody said to me the other day is what you said to me when I was an intern has stuck with me for years, which was I would rather you make the mistake and we can fix it later than not make a decision at all. Mm. And our our reps out there can make a decision if it's and I don't want to talk about credits because last time I did a video, I said, well, we'll give out a credit. (laughs) I don't mean by giving credits, but I mean by coaching them, helping them, developing a marketing plan. What other products are you using? If we don't have a product, it's okay to talk about how to use that product. Mm. If you're using post, you mean you're recommending another company? Eh, right. product. Let's not go as you can recommend the company, but you're going to use postcards if we don't have postcards, which we will have postcards. <laughs> if you don't have postcards, then you're going to need to use postcards. It's okay to put them in the marketing oh, plan. Oh, you're saying products, developing those products into your marketing plan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then going, how does that, how do we fit into that? Because it, you're going to need to do them anyway, and we'll coach you on how to use them, but it's being able to discuss, it's okay to talk about those products, even though they're not our products, mm-hmm. but we know that our products fit into that mold, fit into that 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 plan. No, I think you're making a, a really, really good point, which is a common theme throughout as we've done these uh, interviews with different people is, you know, it's kind of this give mentality versus the take mentality is yeah. that kind of, kind of common woven theme. But the point being is I think a lot of us in business, we don't reveal or help people when it doesn't help us. Mm-hmm. And it's a really hard thing to do because every time I've done it, it costs you a lot of money up front mm-hmm. and it costs you a lot of time and energy. I think of something I'm doing right now where I just got chatted the other day that you know we're doing a free account, free test thing for somebody and they want to do, it's like 10 times the number of magazines I thought they were going to do. And so I have a choice at this moment to be like, well... In my mind, I'm thinking, well, that's 10 times the money I'm going to be giving out for free, all that. And, and that clouds your judgment instead of thinking about it in terms of the relationship or in terms of like the service and going, you know what, even though this doesn't help me today, or even though this is even harder than what I thought it was going to be, investing and in doing that and going the extra mile. And I can't say every time, but I would say probably nine out of 10 times whenever I've invested or given 
it's always returned tenfold. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. it's always come back to me over and over and over again. And we did a webinar with Bill Good recently. And if you guys don't know Bill Good, Bill Good's like a legend in the financial services industry. He's legend. Co- I mean, serious legend. I mean, 40 plus years helping advisors. I mean, he's worked with tens of thousands of financial advisors. And this guy talks about never asking for a referral. Mm. He says, never ask for a referral. You shouldn't have to. He says, you're, it's not that he doesn't, he, he, rec- he wants you to build top of mind awareness. He wants you to build referral consciousness. He wants you to ask, but he doesn't want you to straight up just go, Josh, who do you know? And the idea there is that his whole philosophy is built on this, that you're just giving so much value and you're creating so much value that these people won't be able but to help but to give you referrals. Yeah. And so I've always been one that does, I'm the direct person that Josh talks about, so this may be a weakness <laughs> of mine. But but the point being, I think the thing that you touched on, which is really, really good, is that look at your business today. And if you're a real estate agent, right, and they call you about plumbing, well, plumbing's not what you do, right? right. That's not what you do. You should so, know a good plumber. So the point being is that instead of just pushing them off and going, well, here's, let's take it one level. Well, you know, here's plumber Josh Stike. You can give him a call at um, 610-878-5000. That's one step. And you think, okay, that's good service. To take it to the level of a client experience, you go, oh my goodness, you need a plumber, Josh? Okay, or Mike, you need a plumber? Oh, no problem. What's going on? Oh, that's what's going on? You need the O-rings under the sink thing? I got to mention the O-rings. I have the issue with the (laughs) O-ring under my sink. Josh and his O-rings, man. So you Do you know an O-ring specialist? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call up my plumber. I got a great plumber in Josh Steich. I'm going to give him a call. Do you mind? I'll schedule it for you. What's the best time for him to come and see you, Mike? That's beautiful. Right? You're creating, even though it doesn't help you at all in the instance, and it's not what you do, like you're not a plumber, like or you're not a receptionist, you're not an admin for that person. But that experience will be all the difference. And Leonard Schiffman, we did a great interview with him on this type of stuff. It's called the concierge effect. Mm -hmm. Like it's create a concierge type experience. And then what people will start doing is they'll start associating you with helping them. And then all every time they need help with their home, they're going to think of you. And what do you do? Well, you're the experts at home because you help people buy and sell homes. And so it's just that taking it from the expert in everything with home. Correct. I heard a great quote that said, um, you add value to your clients when you value your clients. And the idea there is the same thing where it's not a transaction. There's a person at the end of every account number. So if, if someone calls you about a plumber and you don't do plumbing, you're not thinking, well, you can't help me with my business. Like I'm, I'm here to sell houses. And so you move on. But the minute that you value what they're looking for and what their needs are as a person, mm-hmm. you're immediately adding Dude, value you're touching to their on life. The key. You're yeah. touching on the key. What, what's the, how do we like, let's turn it into practical application on this podcast. So we've talked about, you got to create a client experience. I think we've laid down some good facts to do it. What does that look like? Yep. It, it, in practicality to me, like if I was talking to my brother Steven or my real estate agent Brian Quigley or Leonard or any of these people, I would tell them client experience is all about personalization. A yes. client experience is understanding. Tony Robbins has the greatest quote for how you build a business. You want to build a great business? Understand someone's greatest pains or greatest desires. If you understand someone's greatest pains, greatest desires, what can you do? You can create something that helps them solve the greatest pain or fulfill the greatest desire. And business is literally that simple. And then he tags onto it, create an irresistible offer that will help do that. But the point being is like, 
Where's the practicality? The practicality is this, and Mike, you can give some of your examples. Example for a real estate agent. Practicality is if they're gonna buy a condo and there's HOA fees, don't just show them the condo, go and get all the comparative HOA fees around the community and tell them, hey, there's the condo, here's the HOA fees. At the other condos, here's the HOA fees you would be, you would be uh, doing. That's taking it the extra step. And then on top of that, what do they desire and what do they like? Or do they work out? What does this condo community have? Does it have a gym? Does it have exactly what their lifestyle? Or, or they, do they go out to eat a lot? If they go out to eat a lot, what are the five best restaurants in the area? You're taking it to the next level of personalization because I know when I was shopping for a home, the thing that mattered so much to me was the location of where it was at, meaning what was around that area. What was around that area and location? But when real estate agents show you a house, they never hardly talk about the, the what's in the area. It's amazing. I talked to Brian Quigley about this. It's like they never talk this, to <clears throat> what he say. What? He well, I think this is why he loves me so much. But Brian, you have to you have to tell me. He, he got a lot of value out of our conversations as I think we were t- showing houses because I was telling him that. A real estate agent in today's world is the Sherpa, right? So we've all heard the analogy, you can climb Mount Everest with a GPS, you can climb Mount Everest with all the tools yourself, you don't need a guide. Why the heck do you get a Sherpa? You get a Sherpa because they're there for that emotional support, they've been there before, they can tell you experiences that you don't know because they've had them, they're creating something more for you. And I told him, I said, you're the Sherpa of me buying these houses, <laughs> so, so start telling me more than just about the house. Now you understand Megan and I, you understand we have two dogs, you understand who I am, you know, that I run a company, you understand that Megan likes to work out, you understand these things. Start taking it to a new level where it's not just about, I found this house on the MLS. It's now further than that. It's now, hey, Luke, I know you and Megan have two dogs. There's an unbelievable dog park three minutes from this house that I think you'll love. That is one step closer to creating an an experience for somebody that's personal to them versus just a a service, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. word. To me, like a service is just a transaction. It's something that can be done, automated over and over and over and over again. And I'm not saying you can't automate client experiences, but personalization is the difference in an experience versus a transaction. I think you have to service. systematize client experiences in a way. I think you, like, you might not be able to automate, and there might be some pieces that you can that will, that, you know, you could automatically trigger based on other events. But I think building the system yeah. is critical in how to do it uh, repeatedly. If you have a team, how to scale it, how to train others. So I think there is a little bit of science once you start to nail down, like, what are those five things that you want people to remember about you? Is it that you're the Sherpa, that you know everything, that you're the home expert? Is it the fact that you have the best, I don't know, maybe you drive your clients around in your car and it's like the like a limo. I, you would never do this. I'm just saying. Maybe I would. Maybe you would do something <laughs> crazy where you're driving them around and that's the experience. Like what? It doesn't always have to be the the expert. Like that's part of it. That's one of them. No, no. But it can always be are, other um, pieces. Some of those are hard to, to, to implement. I mean, not only hard, one of the easiest ones, the first thing you can do is, how do you want me to communicate with you? Mm, ask them. Yes. Right. How do you want me to communicate <laughs> with you? I have a cell phone. It's, it's, it's my cell phone, email, yep. text message. If you're calling somebody all day long that is in meetings all day long, you will never get a hold of them. But I think both of you maybe have pulled out your cell phones and it's okay because we're in here doing a podcast yet. 
you can still reply to somebody and handle some business. Yep. Well, as I'm is, on the this podcast. is why we have Mike on because yeah. Luke and I are out in the clouds, and Mike's like, "No, <laughs> guys, it's as simple as just asking them how they want to be communicated with." Now, the other struggle is what we talked about is we also want to create a great relationship with that person, so it's difficult to create that relationship through email and text message. But you're still going to have to do that. But you have to do it on their terms. They're your customer. You're there to support them and whatever they need. Yep. And you have to respect that. You know, and you don't you don't want to call, you don't want to email if they don't want you to do those things. And that's one of the most simplest things I would I would introduce. We have chat. Yep. We have texting. We have emails. We have the phone. We will send you something in the mail if you want us to. You know, we will email <laughs> mail your invoice if you want us to. We'll do all. We've those done things. all those things. How do you want us to do it? Yep. How do how can we communicate with you the best? The problem is the scalability of that. Mm-hmm. Is how do we scale? Because our incoming calls may get overwhelming one day. Our emails may get overwhelming one day, and we do have to scale that. But we have to provide tools to our customers where, if you want us to call, because that's the way you've communicated for the last 30, 40, we'll, we'll do that. But nowadays, everybody wants an immediate response, and we'll be able to service that as well. Well, that's where uh, technology obviously comes in. I mean, if you're a real estate agent or you're a business today, and I think about my brother's company, right? He has two other guys on the team, and then he has uh, an administrator on the team. Or I guess actually I'm wrong. He has three other people on the team now. So he needs a system in his business. We have a CRM in ours. He needs a CRM in his business that helps him set up what his process is for that client experience, helps him keep keep track of how he's going to actually run his business. So if you don't have the technology in your business to do that, you need to get that. If you don't have a CRM in your business to help you track the things about your clients, like there should be a checklist that when you show up and you meet someone for the first time, you should have a checklist of the questions you ask them. And then when you get back, you put that right into your CRM. The beautiful part about that is you can, it's a living, breathing document you can scratch things off that don't make sense to ask anymore mm-hmm. uh that don't make sense did that make sense do not that yeah. do not make that do sense not make that. sense to ask anymore it didn't sound it didn't sound good english <laughs> it didn't sound no, good english it was fine but you can add to it like if you forgot one like you can refine something that's the that's what i love about systems i think, I think well let's Mike talk likes, let's Mike Mike likes these systems. when you when you walk in like your experience is a client experience what when was the last good client experience you had can you remember? I'll, I'll tell you, it wasn't, it was my wife. And my my wife gets holiday She gave you a great client experience? No, so this, was, where are we going this with was, this? <laughs> I, this was, a, she gets the greeting cards every year. And this is the one that, that resonated with moving the most. I don't know how they show up at the house. They just do. I don't know where she would order them from. I don't know how many she would order. I don't even know how the picture. I'm are you talking about holiday cards? I like, am talking the, about These greeting, yeah. okay, cool. I am talking about them. Yes. But what I would say, she had a problem with the company that she was ordering them from and called and they gave her the cards for free. Wow. Now, as a somebody who owns a business, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I would go, how can we continue to sustain this business by giving these cards away for free? Right. But the other side of it is, I now know where she orders the cards from. I know how many she ordered. I'm sure she shared it with all of her friends. About how great experience. Because she told her, a story. She told a story. Yeah. Meaning, if you have an okay experience, yep. you're probably not going to share it. If you have a great experience, you will share it with mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. So I, I was impressed with uh, with that. I'm curious to know how they sustain their business by giving away cards for free. <laughs> but it was impressive. You know, well, you do it like Zappos. You just do that. You build yep. this amazing brand, and then Amazon buys you. Just yeah. do that. <laughs> I'm not saying the product matters almost the least. 
But in a lot of ways, the product really matters the least. Like, I mean, it is all about people can get over a clunky system if you have like your because we've had a clunky account interface. We just launched a new one. Our our the way that we work and the the way what Mike's talking about, and this is why the the reason why we've been successful with the software that we've had to deal with. Yeah, we've had to deal with, yeah. And that's that's just because we built this thing. I mean, you listened to our podcast a few episodes ago. We talked about how we kind of started. You know, we, we built this things on, on shoestrings. Yep. You know? And um and the the speed at which it grew just couldn't handle it. Now we're fixing all that. Now mm-hmm. it's all fixed. It's yep. all great. So it's perfect. Yep. But it definitely up until is. that it's point, better. our wow. customer experience, our customer support helped maintained the growth. Correct. And the success. People will keep coming back to a clunky part product because we put the white gloves experience. on. Yep. We gave them hands-on concierge service, yep. and that's something that uh, that completely nullified any mm-hmm. other shortcomings in yeah. some of the software that we mm-hmm. had. Yep. And, and we we realized we have to invest in our software for our customers because there's there's a lot of customers that don't want to talk to us on the phone. Yep. Which is okay. We don't mind that. You know, we would love to talk to everybody. So. Uh, it's when you don't want to talk to somebody and want to do something at midnight, you should be able to do it. You should be able to do it. And the reason we're going into this is because we want you guys, we we want to share what we've gone through so you can apply this to your business. What in your business do you feel is holding you back that you can supplant with this customer experience? Because not only is it going to amplify and grow your brand, but it's also going to plug some holes that you might have in your system. When, When was the last time you had a good experience in a retail store? Oh, you know me. I have not been to a retail store in like a year. Yeah, Josh doesn't even step foot out of his uh, house anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I bought an iPhone a year. But when ago, was the last time you had a good experience in a retail okay. store? I don't know. I'm in the. Isn't that store. crazy? <laughs> when was the last time you had a good experience in a fast food restaurant? I've been on a diet since April, so I would love. Some Dude, Mike food. has lost a freaking ton of weight. It's pretty <laughs> impressive. Either our brains are fried today, or no, I can't. I'm t- I can't. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like I think of the best experience I've had in fast food is Chick Fil A. And you know why? Because they say my pleasure. My pleasure. And because yeah. the restaurant is clean. It is literally, it's, it, I mean, it's like crazy. But why is fast food suffering? I'll why is you. retail suffering? Why is Sears going out of business? Bankrupt. Sears. Think about Chick-fil-A though. But, Chick-fil-A empowers their reps to make decisions. I would Where be- the other places are so systematic, there's no emotion in it that if the burger doesn't come out the way that they're... Pretty much saying, just eat it. It's a burger instead of Chick Fil A. We'll go. Dude, you I'll wait. take the chicken sandwich back. Here's two more. I'm sorry for that. Uh, have you had that experience at Chick Fil A? I've had the same experience. I wait a little extra, a couple minutes extra, and they give me free fries. Yeah, it is crazy. But think about it. Sears, like the benchmark of like retail stores, is out of business. Why? Because they did not evolve in their client experience. Mm-hmm. It's not the products. It's not whether they had this clothing or that clothing or this appliance or that. It wasn't that. It was the experience. Yeah. It was the it was the experience of when you walked into a Sears store, you had a terrible experience and you did not want to go back. And then Amazon comes along, even other retail stores. Like who is thriving in retail right now? Is more of the niche, Nordstrom. and we right, right, like well that. Nordstrom. Yes, that's actually even a better example. Yeah. Nordstrom's and tell them the tire story about Nordstrom's. Yeah, well, some lady uh, tried to return tires to Nordstrom, and Nordstrom says, "Well, we don't sell tires." And she said, "Well, yeah, I bought them here." They looked it up; they never sold tires, but they returned. They returned they let her the tires. Return the tires. <laughs> now that's a famous <laughs> marketing type story, and within Nordstrom's. But the point being is that 
When you think of like these companies going out of business, why did Amazon go or have put Sears out of business? Why did Netflix put Blockbuster out of business? Why did these things happen? It was purely because these companies did not evolve their yeah. client experience to serve what the customer wanted, and they were too focused on the like what the company wanted to What's do. The, yeah, exactly. It, I mean, I think there's a there's a meme that has gone around that said like Netflix didn't put Blockbuster out of business. Ridiculous late fees put Blockbuster out of business. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, a- Apple didn't put the record companies out of business. Having to buy an entire album for one song put the record companies out of business. Like it's all of these examples of it's not the disruptors that are yep. putting you out of business. It's your inability or your lack to change and adapt yep. and and go with your customers' preferences when they're telling you mm-hmm. i want to buy single songs on my digital device for cheap yep you yep. know th- refusing to do it in comes apple figures out how to do it billion dollars yep. why will you go out of business as a financial advisor or a real estate agent what are the painful things in your client experience that you're not solving today and the truth is no one knows them better than you you yep. do it all day long okay. and you know now you can th- i bet when you're driving your car listening to this you're or wherever thinking, you're listening to this you're, it's popping into your head that. right now yep. right now the thing that you just kind this of is put the up the pastor with, side of luke he's yeah. convicting yeah convicting he's you into his conviction the, mode the thing is it's it's literally you're not changing and you know why you're not changing because you're going, well, this is how it's always done. And all my, all, you know what you're doing? You're going, all my competitors do it this way. Yep. So why, and, and also, it makes me more money, right? One of the things that pissed me off the most about when I went through the mortgage process was the fees. Yeah. And you yeah. don't understand the fees, and they're nickel and diming you with the fees. And, and so those type of things, you go, where in the process? Because everybody has to make money, and no one minds. Your client doesn't mind you making money. That's what the, the, oh, yeah. the, the thought you got to get out of your head. People want you to make money. They Absolutely. want you to be successful. That I want to patron vi- businesses and give them my money. What people don't want to feel is they don't want to feel ripped off. They don't want to feel lied to. They don't want to feel like you only care about the, yourself and not them. It's like some like That's basic they, human they, they principles. Wanna f- every, we want to feel like the person we're talking to cares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a chance, and I'm not saying that you got ripped off, Luke, but maybe I some probably of those did get fees, ripped off. I did get ripped off. They man. didn't have to charge you. Of course, they didn't have to charge me. If fees. they if they truly cared, going, I care about this relationship, this person, what they can do by spreading the word of how much I care. Mm-hmm. I'll use the example of, and it's funny you brought up the mortgage process. Ten years ago, I bought my first house. We were using a realtor who had a um, mortgage person that was do, did our first mortgage. I gave their outline of our first mortgage to another mortgage person and said, they're charging you fees they shouldn't be charging you at all. In fact, I could report this. And I said, well, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not go that far. Our mortgage was signi- thousands of dollars cheaper in yep. fees because the person I gave it to actually cared yep. about me and my wife yep. as first-time home buyers, not about the paycheck. I'll tell you, I'll tell you an industry that could be revolutionized right, right now for client, with client experience. The auto mechanic industry. Mm -hmm. The auto mechanic industry is ripe to be disrupted 
because of the client experience. Because what is a common thing that goes around within your circles and networks is do you know a good car mechanic? Yep. Because a every one. a trustworthy one, because everybody feels, and this is not a knock on auto mechanics. No, Love, my best friend's dad growing up was an auto mechanic. Meaning it's just something about that industry and the it's something about the client experience that you just feel like, man, I'm getting rid of, and it's just the application for all of us is to gut check ourselves and go, if I had to walk through my services today, would I would I love it? No. Well, the way the auto industry works is, and it, it, it's frustrating because uh, I know I, I obsess over cars. I've worked on my cars, and it's cold here in Pennsylvania, it's so it's very tough cold. to work. So when I have to take my car in, and I go, "Hey, I might need new brakes or new spark plugs," it's well, that's a two-hour job, and I'm thinking, "Well, I could do it in my driveway in a half hour." Right. But that's how they're set up to make their money is to say two hours. Of it's labor. a two-hour labor. Right. We're going to charge you for two hours, but we're going to get done in a half hour. Yep. And then you'll find the one mechanic that goes, yeah, I can do it in a half hour. Yep. And guess what you do? You tell all of your you friends oh, I have to a, go to that I have mechanic. an unbelievable yeah. mechanic right now. Unbelievable mechanic. Because certain company, I'm not going to name them, wanted to charge me 1200 bucks, and he charged me 300 Yeah. <laughs> I have an unbelievable mechanic. But So if you live in the PA area and you want a great mechanic, uh, let me know. Put it in the comments. I've been looking for one. Okay, so. I'll let you know. All right. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Mike, thanks for coming on the podcast. I loved it. Thank you. This was We're going to have you awesome. back. We barely tapped the surface because Josh and I like to talk, but we barely tapped the surface of Mike's knowledge. I mean, this guy is not I've only— I noticed a- because somebody said, like, well, they kind of do all the talking. And I go, well, no. I, I go, wow, man, they really yeah, do. Yeah, we just talk. I just can't jump in. Yeah, I, then I felt like I, like, well, I might have cut him off there. You know <laughs> what I mean? But if I don't say anything, they'll never invite me back. No, we'll have to invite you back because um, Mike's uh, um, expertise are obviously client experience, but he's in— master at operations and you know there's something i like to call operational leverage mm. and maybe i'm teasing a future pro- podcast but it's in your business it's all about building out leverage it parts or leveraging out your business operationally that's awesome. and if you can leverage it out then you're going to have a lot a lot of success but i'm looking forward to that one. teaser for the next yeah, podcast how do you build leverage within your business Well, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today here on Stay Paid, please go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and make sure to leave a comment. You can also find our podcast in video on YouTube.com slash ReminderMedia or StayPaidPodcast.com. Please tell someone else about the podcast today. We would really appreciate your recommendation. And if you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast at ReminderMedia.com or find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And, of course, you can check out Reminder Media on social media. We are at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acre. Guys, I'm going to close with this. Is There's a simple action item here, I think, that was a golden nugget within the podcast I'm going to give you. And then I'm going to give you a bigger kind of um, principle um, action item that you should add to your business. The first tangible one is add to your first meeting of clients the tip that Mike gave you, which is what is the way you would like me to communicate with you? What is the medium that you would like me to communicate? Is it email, text message, phone call? And what is the best time to reach out? I think it's such a basic, simple thing that so many of us just kind of overlook and don't do when we first meet a prospect or a client. The bigger action item kind of from a principal standpoint is with your client experience, Are you personalizing your service? And you should sit down and ask yourself, how do I take my service and make it personal? How do I do that? And and you're going to need tools to help you do that, like a CRM. But it really should be, how do you as a financial advisor, yeah, you're going to invest money. How do you make that personal? As a real estate agent, you're going to help someone buy a home, sell a home. How do you make that process personal? And if you can't instantly list the three ways you make it personal, 
That's what I need you to do. Sit down. How do you make it a personal experience where you're connecting with that individual personally so you can create it from just a transaction to an actual experience? Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in any business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 